And hello everyone, welcome to Another Side, Another Story, the Patreon show where we look at the uh, other aspects of Archie Sonic, but we're not necessarily talking about Sonic the Hedgehog today, no we're not, because um, astute listeners and fans of the series will know that Mega Man is a big part of uh, Archie Comics as well, especially in relation to Sonic the Hedgehog, especially due to the fact that there was not one. But two fantastic crossovers with the Archie Sonic comics. So we figured, you know, we finished the Sonic X stuff. That was, you know, fine. It was all right. So I just figured, why not continue the the Patreon fun with a full look at the Mega Man comics? So I feel like before we really dive into this, I, I want to preface this by talking about Mega Man. It's like chocolate and peanut butter with Sonic and Mega Man. The two just mix really 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 well for some ungodly reason and it's a common trend among a lot of sonic fans that they're also really big mega man fans um unfortunately nowadays uh mega man as a franchise is in a bit of a weird place uh mostly due to capcom uh fumbling the bag <laughs> with uh with a lot of different mega man projects and uh thanks to a, a certain individual by the name of uh keiji inafune uh it's like it's like the Sonic franchise has Ken Penders as their ghost and Inafune as the Mega Man franchise's ghost. Um, but, you know, that aside, I, I think we should talk a little bit about our experiences with Mega Man first. Speed. I, I would like to hear, you know, sort of like what, what, what about Mega Man do you enjoy? Like what, what, what brings you to Mega Man constantly? Well, in general, one of my favorite tropes when it comes to... I don't know how to put this, like, heroes or whatever, is, like, a hero with a copy ability. Like, I don't know what it is, but that, like, tickles my brain so much. So, Mega Man, who is, uh, the, the biggest aspect of that game is, you know, you fight a robot master and you get their powers to use. And it has the whole, like, weakness system, strength against and all. Like, it's fun. And that alone is what really, like, gets me going about Mega Man. But that said, I wasn't really super into Mega Man until I was, like, about a teenager. I remember it being... My awakening to it, I guess, was, I think, when Mega Man was announced for Smash 4. And then when that happened, I just kind of went, like, on a binge on the franchise. Like, I played through most of the classic games... Uh, X was also a big one for me as well. I wasn't super into Zero, unfortunately, but the Battle Network games, that was my shit, guys. The Battle Network games were my shit. And look, I know it's a little different. I know it's a little weird. I don't think necessarily the Battle Network series as a whole are must-play games. That being said, though, Battle Network 1, try that, play it if you like it. Go to Battle Network 2. You like it, you continue to three, and just keep going till you get bored. 
no harm there. Wonderful. So I've been a Mega Man head ever since I was a little kid. I mostly played uh, the... I, I played a variety of different games. My earliest memories with Mega Man were... I'm pretty sure they were on, like, they were either on, like, Game Boy Advance with Battle Network or or something, right? But I remember I got the Legacy Collection uh, on GameCube, and I got the X Legacy Collection as well. Um, I played Command Mission, which is something not a lot of Mega Man fans have played. Do you still have your copy? I don't. Oh, damn. I I don't want to get into that, but I, I made a huge mistake when I was younger, but I... I, I when I was when I was a teenager, I, I played as many Mega Man games as I could. I've played Battle Network, Star Force, Legends. Um, I am also a die-hard defender of uh, Mega Man Zero uh, and the ZX games. Uh, not so much ZX One, ZX Advent though. That's my ride or die. I fucking love ZX Advent. Great game. It is super underrated in my opinion. But I love Mega Man. I love it to death. I think that Mega Man does a really, really, really good fucking job at a lot of different things. It's obviously super well-designed platform-wise. I think that the gameplay is very, you know, it's 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 formulaic in a way, but it's super fun. And I, I've always really appreciated that about that. Mega Man X1 is one of the best design games ever made. Don't at me. The Eager Raptor video is shit. You don't need to know. <laughs> you don't need... You, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Look, all you have to say is Ego Raptor is wrong. End of sentence. No one's yeah, going to at I, you. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it even a debate? No. no. See, you can't debate us because we know we're right. The point being... I have been a Mega Man head my whole life, and I I have not read a lot of this comic. However, when this comic was ongoing, I was following it via proxy and via various story beats. And I, I have to say, you can see the love and the passion that Ian Flynn puts into this. Because it's it's not just Sonic that he cares about, but it's also Mega Man. Remember that, that the peanut butter and the, the chocolate yeah, analogy, hey, right? You know, there's a lot of things about Mega Man that are often let, left on the cutting room floor because, you know, Capcom intends for it to be more of a more of a gameplay-centric series where the story exists, but it's not really the main focus until you get to stuff like like X4, X5, uh, X6 and X7 don't exist. Fucking <laughs> doggers <laughs> games. <laughs> but 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 even then it's like Mega Man was such an integral part of my childhood, and I feel like this this comic series does so much to actually, like, go for the shit that, like, Ian and Yardley really envisioned here. And I think that that, that we'll, we'll, we'll sort of start to dive into it in the first issue, but regardless of say, I love Mega Man almost as much as I love Sonic, and it's, it's one of my favorite series ever, and uh, I'm really glad we're covering this comic, because it means a lot to me. And let me just say, Capcom, you, you know your sins. That's all. That's it. You know your sins. Listen, 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 listen. Okay. Capcom knows their sins. They know they fucked up. They're atoning for their sins for the past five fucking years with how good their releases have been as of late. They've really redeemed themselves as far as I'm concerned. Look, Mega Man 11 was an alright game, but fuck me, I am ready for the next Mega Man project. Give me something good, I want it. Mega Man X9 real? X9 real? Bro, if X9 is real and is an actual tie-in to the Zero series, I will fucking scream. Please. I am begging you. And we will never get an answer for uh, where the original Mega Man is in the X timeline, but we don't need an answer. If the next... Listen... 
all they have to do is is ma- finally make the me- the the Mega Man and the Mega Man X cross like tie-in game that actually links the two. Bro, I would fucking I would not. I would cry. It would be so perfect. Anyways, you ever so seen talk? You ever yeah. seen that meme of like the domino effect? of Doctor Wiley, Tiny Domino, getting in an argument with his roommate, Big Domino. The Earth is flooded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean that. That's basically the entire lore of this fucking series. Which, Jesus Christ, the lore in this series is it's, it's deeper <laughs> than it really should be. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, hello, can I get a frosty? <laughs> Incomprehensible speech. Wonderful, have a nice day. You drive away. That's basically Mega Man lore. Um, we'll, we'll get more into it, um, but we are going to start, and we are going to start with issue one, the very first issue, obviously, created by Ian Flynn. Oh, wait, Tracy Hardley didn't actually work on this. Not yet. The first artist for this first arc by the man, the myth himself, Patrick Spazatine. I want to say this right now up front. The art in these eight issues, stunning. Incredible. Spaz's art, I've always been very, like, like on, right? I've always been such a huge fan of it. But good lord, it is gorgeous here and a lot of that has to do with the fact that around this time the printing techniques they were starting to use were a lot better so now now we're getting digital image printing as opposed to sort of the traditional paper prints that you would get with the older sonic comics and it, it just it looks stunning yeah definitely i remember i remember that transition who boy that was talk talk about an upshot quality anyway mega man number one now we open first page on the man himself, Mega Man, full armor, ready to face Dr. Wily, makes his way through the front of the castle, breaking the door down with Gutsman's copy weapon, but opening the door, he sees the inside, what he thinks kind of looks like light labs, and the door shuts behind him, and the yellow devil materializes behind him. But first we gotta ask, how did we get here? Record scratch. So you're probably wondering how I got into this situation. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just... It, it's a it good one. First, it's a good one. It, it's a good one. Okay. A few days ago, the unveiling of Light Labs by Dr. Light himself, along with his two assistant robots, Rock and Roll. And yes, they are named for music. It's intentional. Yeah. it's a, it, for, for those unfamiliar with Mega Man, it's, it's a theme in this franchise that... Uh, at least in, in OG Mega Man, um, a lot of the characters are named after music. Uh, there are some characters that have uh, weird names, like uh, Dr. Light actually being named uh, Dr. Uh, Wright because of the RL translation mishap with uh, with Japanese language. But um, regardless... So they are preparing a nervous Light for his speech, but they hear a voice come from behind, and Light sees that he... Well, Light is very excited to see that he came after all. Rock and Roll come up to him and try to help this Dr. Wily with some menial task, but he cuts to the chase and takes Light aside. And also in the back, we see the robot master line that Light is prepared to show off, but Wily asks, Was it not me that helped design and build these Light? Well, 
yes, but you lost your credentials when you did those unethical robot experiments. That kind of negativity would undermine what we're trying to do at Light Labs. I won't forget our times back in university. The world will remember it as two men who changed the world today. And Wiley just kind of lets it go with that comment. Just don't flub your lines, Wiley says, having a devilish grin on his face. So, Rock brings Light his speech cards and rushes him to the stage. And he goes, saying, What he has for today will push the era of both human and robot kind to the new era. And with the rise of the curtains, he presents the next generation of robots, the Robot Masters. Cutman overseeing forestry management. Gutsman overseeing land reclamation in hazardous conditions. Iceman for Arctic exploration, Bomb Man, who will revolutionize devolution and excavation practices, Fireman Incinerator to promote waste reduction, and Elec Man, rewriting the book on power management. I would like to also point out a cute little Easter egg uh, in one of the panels uh, where Light is talking. Uh, a large group of reporters is seen, and there is actually a character from Zero Four called Nij uh, in the very front of the audience. So, uh, you know, shout out Zero Four. <laughs> now, nah, th- this is the fun of the Archie comics. You get to see all those little things that would go over your head if you don't know. But when you know, you know. When you know, you know. If you know, you know, motherfuckers. These robot masters have highly advanced AI to not only oversee their tasks, but also to help direct other robots to complete their tasks. And with an applause, we begin the questions. A reporter robot asking Light if any of these robots have combat capabilities, like the Sniper Joe model he built for the military early in his career. And Light gives a resounding no. I am through building weapons. I am more interested in the pursuit of bettering humanity. Which, in the background, Wiley takes his leave after that. Later that night, later that night, the three are at their house, winding down from the press conference. Roll asks Light if he was upset by that reporter's questions. And we see outside Wiley himself sneaking around the house in the darkness. And Light sits Rock and Roll down to tell them. Back when he was younger, he built things he wasn't necessarily proud of in order to save up money, build notoriety, to fund Light Labs. But now, that's behind him. And after building Rock and Roll, he saw the potential for a better future, having robots to help. As Wily is also being seen reprogramming the Robot Masters to serve his will, as Light goes to bed. The next morning, Roll shakes Light awake, saying that the Robot Masters are gone. They run into the chambers. Roll has no idea how they were taken, but Rock rushes in, telling them to turn on the news. Seeing a report of the Robot Masters causing massive destruction, having beaten back the military, and no one has come to make claims or demands as the signal changes to be pirated by Dr. Wiley, saying that the carnage will be stopped only via an unconditional surrender by the world's leaders and as a recognition of himself as the greatest scientific genius in the history of mankind. And Light fumbles into his chair, asking to just turn the TV off, shocked to see what has become of his creations, Roll comforting him that, you know, someone will stop Wiley, but he resigns and says... We can't. These robot masters were designed to be the new standard of robots. There is literally nothing that can be done to stop them. And Rock takes a second and then says to Light, I'll do it. What? What Wiley is doing is wrong. But you built me and Roll like you built the robot masters. Just outfit me and I'll fight them. 
Even Roll thinks, that's crazy. Aren't you scared of getting hurt? Well, yeah, I don't want to hurt anyone either, but I know you don't want to make fighting robots anymore. But if it means to stop this, I think this is what needs to happen. And Light does agree and brings him and Roll into the lab. Knowing Wiley's come up with some sort of scheme, so there's really no reasoning with him, what I can do is outfit you with the best of what you need. I'll outfit your solar reactor, make the best armor I can, you'll be faster, stronger, and while you've shown courage, that won't necessarily be enough. I'll make a weapon, of course, the Mega Buster, drawing from your own power selves, so there is no need to charge it. And if that's not enough, I'll install this copy chip, which can adapt upon the abilities of the Robot Masters. Maybe this will give you the edge you need. As Light puts the helmet on Rock, saying this is not what he ever wanted, but as a father, he couldn't be more proud. I built you as Rock, after my love of music, he says. And Rock responds, you said my, this arm cannon is called a Mega Buster, right? Then call me Mega Man. Full art spread, revealing him in his full armor, that's the end of number one. Which it's is... Solid, yeah, go ahead. I think I, I think you're about to say what I was going to say. A fantastic start to this series. I I okay. So obviously, um, there's a couple things I'd like to bring up. Number one, one of the one of the one of the core things that needs to be noted is that uh, the Mega Buster actually wasn't able to charge until Mega Man Four, and that was one of the defining features of that game. But we're going to talk more about like what this adaptation in the next eight issues is actually covering. Right, mm -hmm. but it's more of um. Th there's some there's some stuff we'll talk about, but this is a good start because it's mostly just you know kind of the the intro to 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 the Mega Man One remake, which is called Powered Up. Um, I've played it. Uh, it was a PSP game. Yep. Um, they actually intended to do more, but uh, it, it sold like poo poo pee pee garbango. Yeah, which sucks because it was actually a pretty fucking solid remake yeah the lore here is what is considered canon now for most Mega Man uh media for for the classic series and i think that um there's already a couple of interesting questions that are raised here right so doctors dr light's past is like one of them clearly like clearly he had a tony stark situation where he was like yeah i build military weapons and then realized wait maybe making weapons for the military is bad uh-oh. And then stop making military weapons. And now he makes uh, uh, two other robots and be like, son and daughter. Yep, this is healthy. Yes, very healthy. Which very actually healthy. does get commented on in a, in a future issue, but we'll get to yeah, that. It, yeah, we'll get to that. It's it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, it's a solid starting issue. Um, But we are about to dive in to issue two, where we're going to start to pick up and uh, get to see some of that Mega Man action. So Mega Man number two, Flynn and Spazatine, the creative team. So we see a street being trashed. Some dudes hiding behind a car. Mega Man is teleported in and the guys see him. He's being sent out to Bomb Man first and hearing the guys, Mega Man calls out to them and realize that he's here to fight the Robot Masters after being a little wary about him before. So we see him being attacked by these small flea robots. Light's saying that they were failed crop duster models that Wily must have gotten wholesale and reprogrammed them. Mega Man is hesitant to fight them, but a shot from afar saves him. Light and Roll seeing the CCTV cameras, and from that angle, Light thinks that it could have been Blues. <laughs> Upon being cleared out, we just see it was a Sniper Joe model. Keep that in mind. Very, very important. Very important. Light, light's got trauma, guys. 
Oh yeah, he's he's got he's got that mad PTSD. <laughs> Mega Man gets past it, and we're now getting to Bomb Man's location. And Roll just asks who this Blues is, but Light just kind of pushes it aside. Focus on supporting your brother. So Mega Man falls into a cave, finding Bomb Man. He calls out to him and knows him. Yeah, you're the little house robot, right, aren't you? You didn't make a bad entrance, but you really, really gotta enter with a bang as he throws just a barrage of bombs. Mega Man keeps saying he doesn't want to fight him, but Light comes in. Do what you have to do. And with a charge shot, direct hit on Bomb Man, he's downed. So Mega Man comes closer to the body, Light telling him, Interface with Bomb Man so the copy chip can do its job. Just a touch will do. So now, Mega Man has the ability to throw bombs like Bomb Man, but he has to disable the Mega Buster, only one weapon at a time. I wish there was another way, but we have to do what we have to do. I'll pick them up later and reprogram them. So with that, Light transfers Mega Man to the next location, as each robot master has a unique signal that was supposed to be used to guide other robots, but... An unintended secondary source, Light is able to track them with that signal. We see Mega Man dropped into a quarry where Gutsman is taken hold. He finds what looks like to be a hard hat that a worker left behind, but just before Mega Man picks it up, it turns out to be a Metor enemy and attacks him. Yeah, the Metors are um, iconic enemies from the franchise. Uh, they're cute little buddies that uh, we all love and appreciate, and uh, I hope that they will be making a lot of appearances in this comic. That's my assumption, but... Um, yeah, uh, Metaverse, they're, they're pretty cool. He makes his way through the quarry, asks why all of these robots are out to get him. Light is thinking that Wily's MO must be to set up a robot master in an area and reprogram the robots that are already held within. Mega Man, though, says that this is still a horrible situation. They're all innocent in this, but Light says, at the end of the day, worker robots can just be rebuilt. I don't care. Destroying them is still wrong when they're not at fault. And if you don't protect yourself, the world will be at Wily's mercy. Now, we are starting to come to what is one of the core cruxes of um, the Mega Man series as a whole. Well, more more classic and X, but it's still a pretty important, pretty important point. Yeah, important theme. Important theme. Yeah, which is what is the difference between human and robot? And this is something that drives a lot of the conflict and the the theory in in the more interesting and philosophical elements of, you know, robot theory, uh, about robots, right? It's like, at what point does a robot stop becoming a robot? At what point does that robot start to really become a person? At what point does peace and fighting, you know, like, does, does destroying robots matter? Like, how much, you know, are, are they people too? Like... There's a lot of these questions that are are very central to the core conflict of Mega Man, and I think that this is this is actually something I really appreciate about this comic. But we're not going to touch on that specifically right now. We're going to probably talk about it a little later on. To continue, so Mega Man enters a hall. A door embroidered with Wily's logo closes, and the comm cuts off, and is met by Gutsman, boasting about how he can't be beat. He's the strongest. Well, I'm not strong, but I can shoot. Can you punch lasers? I, uh, shut up. He launches and fights, throwing rocks at Mega Man, but the Mega Buster doesn't even affect him. So Mega Man thinks maybe the Hyper Bomb can do something. So he changes form, now sporting a green coloration, and with a bomb in hand, Gutsman is taken out in one shot. As he copies Gutsman's super arm, Light has tracked Cutman's location. You want to come in and get recharged, or... No, let's go. 
something that I feel is like this is a tiny bit weird. Um, I, I'm gonna go on a very minor tangent. So there are a lot of old memes that Mega Man was associated with, particularly the Ruby Spears cartoon. And one thing that I was very surprised when reading this is, Ian, I know you're aware of the Gutsman's ass joke. Why was it not inserted somewhere? Well, you know what? I, I think it's sort of like the scouter joke, you know, like it's obvious it's there, but maybe it's funnier just to not have it in at that point. It's it's like it's like Kung Fu Cut Man, which is also a very legendary fucking meme video. You know hot, see, hot see, take, most hot of take, you, hot take, uh, Kung Fu Cut Man is better than Gutsman's ass. I I agree, I agree. Gutsman's ass was can, can be funny, but like Kung Fu Cut Man is like infinitely better because there's actual effort put into it, <laughs> right? Okay, but like yeah, like we're talking about boomer memes. Okay, these are memes from like the before time when we were like teenagers, so it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you fucking <laughs> kids and all your humor nowadays. All it takes to get a laugh out of you is just to have a, a deep fried fifteen layers of Instagram filters memes of just like Farquad with Markiplier's face photoshopped with just. <laughs> that's that's what it takes to make you fucking kids laugh. But no, we needed we had effort in our memes. <laughs> we had culture. <laughs> Kung Fu Cut Man. You kids don't get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly about to fire that video up once this recording <laughs> session is done. But I, listen, I'm not uh, high above it. I'm probably going to edit the dun-dun in here somewhere. <laughs> dun-dun! <laughs> Speaking of, if you, if you want to watch uh, an acid trip in real time, uh, you should watch the Ruby Spears Mega Man cartoon. There are some fucking awful episodes. The most, the most infamous one is the one where <laughs> they find a way to turn people into lions. That's it. I was waiting. I was fucking wondering when that was going to get brought up. It's it's literally one of the most ridiculous things I've ever watched in my entire life. And it's so funny because it it doesn't it literally doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. You, th there's this this what is it? Is it a gem? That turns people into fucking lions? Fucking who fucking I don't know what the fuck is going on in that episode, man. It's it's literally it's it's like you're watching like crack in real time. It's it's so funny. And but then, who last thing of it, I really I this just popped in my mind while you were mentioning this. This one will awaken a memory in you. Oh no, he's about to shoot President Lincoln. Oh god, no. 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 Also, alternatively, now I've got your power. <laughs> all right, this segment all right, was all right, just all right, all right. Boomer the, the, laughs at boomer memes anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking about uh dead like recycled refurbished memes five times over. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Rock <laughs> Mega Man storms in to Cutman's uh facility, Light commenting that it's an old facility, but Mega Man is a little depressed, uh, kind of responding very coldly. Specifically, he goes, Light says, all right, Rock, this is an old facility, and he stops him. Says, sorry, Dr. Light, but Rock is your lab assistant. I'm Mega Man right now. I beat up other robots. So now Roll is getting a little concerned. Doctor, what, what's up with him? He sounds so cold and distant. I was afraid of this. Your brother is like you, a gentle, loving soul. While Rock elected to fight this fight, it's as if he's going against his programming right now. But it's not his fault. And Light knows that, but he doesn't think Rock sees it that way. So when he reaches Cutman, Roll calls in. Rock, you're not a bad robot. Bad robots do their job without caring. You're making a sacrifice for the good of all of us. That makes you the best robot. 
we we stand roll i we we love we love roll 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 is a great character she's she's not the world's most amazing character but you know what she's supportive and we appreciate that here real and true yes all the while um, yes <laughs> <laughs> we're getting detracted a lot but we're having fun Yes, exactly. All the while, Cutman is mocking Mega Man. Need advice at the 11th hour? Cutting it close, don't you think? Didn't hear that? Guess you're not so sharp after all. Which, un- we were talking about the Ruby Spears cartoon. And yes, Cutman's character is just making a bunch of cut jokes. And I'm glad at the very least Ian Flynn included that. Yeah, the the absurd, the absurd amount of cut puns that are, uh, are, are inserted into this character is um, kind of overwhelming. Uh, like on the next page, uh, Mega Man is transforming to the uh, Super Arm uh, Armament uh, to try and take down Cutman. To which Cutman responds, "No matter how you slice it, you just can't make the cut. No dice, kid. I'm gonna cut you down." To- and then, blammo, a big fat fucking rock right on Cutman's face. Mega Man, of course, responding, uh, "Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off." Uh, uh, that was lame. <laughs> Based. A- another interesting thing that uh, the Ruby Spears cartoon did was that whenever Mega Man used another Robot Master's power, he kind of like uh, adapted to their personality as well. That's something that's not seen here, but like I feel the need to just mention that while we're here. Yeah. Mega Man takes Cutman's weapon and he thanks Roll. You really helped me focus there. And now with three Robot Masters to go, it's nearing time to face Dr. Wily. While we see Wily tracking the situation, his plan for conquest seems to hit a snag. So, uh, Cutter Brigade, bring me Cutman. If Mega Man can finish off the Robot Masters, then he can face me personally. That's the end of number two. Another great issue. They're obviously giving Mega Man his little mini character development arc here. Uh, it's sort of like he's having doubts and all that stuff, but it's, it's a solid issue. Um, and I don't really think there's, uh, there's a ton more to say. So, Mega Man 3. Mega Man number 3. Flynn and Spazatine, the creative team. So, we see Wily calling into a Lechman. Did you deploy the robots I sent you? I did something better. I gained access to the electrical system of this facility, and I turned the whole place into a giant electric trap, which Wily is not too fond of. But Mega Man is ducking and weaving his way through, realizing that he's just shooting blindly. But he finds his way in and puts on Cutsman's weapon, and uh, Electman is quickly taken out, much to Wily's dismay. So he just figures to put recovery robots on standby for the remaining robot masters. This robot is proving to be more of a problem than he thought. So he takes Electman's thunder beam as light quickly pulls into the next location. Iceman transform this water treatment facility into a frozen wasteland. So get on it. But now Roll is worried again. At first, rocks seem despondent. But now he seems a little too confident. Yeah, a little too fucking confident. If uh, if I'm if I'm if I'm by any approximation, uh, Roll Roll's getting pretty concerned here. It's uh, and and Doctor Light clearly working on a uh, very important uh, contraption for Rock says, "I wouldn't worry, Roll. Not yet. Not yet." So as Mega Man fights his way through the plant, he finds Iceman saying, "Give it up or face me." But Iceman throws some ice shards toward him, and with a change to Electman's weapon, he's taken out, and his ice slasher weapon is his. Not like I'd really want it. Didn't do you much good. 
Ooh, ooh, Dick, Dick Mega Man, Dick Mega Man. Not, not a fan of this. Not a fan of this. I, I know this is the point, but like, man, that's a little weird to see Mega Man like that. Yeah, this is this is not a typical characterization of this character, which I do like that they're kind of going from hyper depressed to hyper overconfident, right? It's like going from like depressive to mania episodes back and forth constantly. It's scary. It is, yeah. Now Mega Man is next taken to a facility overflowing with lava and makes his way through. Nothing can stop me. No defenses can slow me down. Fire can't touch me. Heat can't melt me. And no robot master can stop me. He then goes to face Fireman, and before he can even do his little speech, Mega Man freezes him, and he takes him out. And after taking his weapon, he says, You call yourself a robot master? You are nothing compared to me. Nothing! But then he's warped into a force field, made by Dr. Light. Mega Man's surprised he's not in front of Wily's palace, and is using every weapon he's amassed to himself to attack the barrier. I fought for everyone, and you treat me like this? There was no one left for me to fight, so I fought, I fought, and I won! Let. Me. Out! And with the exhaustion of all his weapons, he collapses to his knees, seeing Roll scared and running away from him. So after that little outburst... Mega Man is dejected, incredibly dejected, now that his sister has literally run out of the room. He asks, Dr. Light, please take these weapons away from me. All of them, even the Mega Buster. I've become just like them. I'm just as evil as Wily. To which Light responds, no, not evil. You are a little robot boy given too much power while carrying the world on his shoulders. I made you in my image. I built your heart and gave you eyes. I gave you power and a sense of justice beyond any compare. I gave you hands, a child's face, robot hair. But this burden, the burning in your heart, I did not put that there. And now, you know, Rock is just crying, saying, I, I don't understand. Light responds, I mean that I knew you were taking on a great task, and that despite all your courage and strength, you would need help. I'm helping you now, Rock. I don't want to lose another of my beloved creations. Showing a certain somebody in the panel where Light reminisces. Uh, you'll know who that is. We'll if, get to uh, it. We'll get to it. So I'm not evil, Rock says as he's crying. A childish tantrum is hardly evil. Do you still want to stop Dr. Wily and save everyone? Of course. Then you will need the weapons you have fought and sacrificed so much for. Oh, okay. But not when this is done, right? Right. As I even developed this new beam to help you. As long as it doesn't blow things up, it couldn't even if you tried. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Dr. Light. I'm sorry. The two hug in a very, very warm display. Father-son relationship. It's very wholesome. And then he says basically just apologize to Roll, which he does. You know, Roll, Roll, Roll kind of get, gets a little pissy, you know, rightfully so, saying it, it will never happen again. <laughs> She doesn't want to clean up his messes like that. Yeah. <laughs> so with that new magnet weapon Light made for Rock goes into maintenance for a tune-up and a data download. So And Light is able to figure out where Wily is hiding, a byproduct of Rock copying all the Robot Master weapons. So because Wily set up a scrambling field in this factory he's holding himself in, you'll have to make your way on foot. And remember, you use the weapons. Don't let the weapons use you. And he warps to the front. Mega Man fully ready to fight his way in, and Wily prepared for Light's little blue bomber. He's ready for him, and with all the repaired and all powered up robot masters behind him. 
That's the end of number three. So something I'd like to mention before we get into our general thoughts is that I believe, and I could be wrong about this, I believe that the order of Robot Masters taken down is actually the optimal order in which you take down the Robot Masters in Mega Man 1. That's the assumption. I mean, it's Ian Flynn. Come on. It's Ian Flynn. He fucking knows his shit. But yeah, so one thing that's important to note about the Mega Man games is obviously that um, when you copy a, a Robot Masters weapon, um, the intent is for you to think logically about how you use the weapon to take down the next Robot Master. There are some, um, there are some interesting choices, uh, for, for weaknesses. Early on, they, they all make sense, but, uh, there are some that are <laughs> very questionable. They don't, sometimes they just don't make sense, all right? Sometimes, yeah. if you find out a weakness, just roll with it. Just roll it's, with it. It's, it's, yeah, it's, pretty, mu pretty much, yes. But another great issue, um, I really, something that I really appreciate is the, uh, the very, like, raw and real, like, hey, you don't have to get in over yourself, like, just remember, you're not a weapon, but you're trying to help people. Don't let that power consume you, which is... A good it's message. The Uncle ben, it's, it's the Uncle Ben speech, bro. <laughs> yeah, come on. Who doesn't like that? Come on. Right, let's move on to the final issue of this arc. Mega Man number four, Flynn and Spazatine, the creative team, once more. So now we open on Mega Man fighting the Yellow Devil, as seen in the opening of issue one. And Mega Man doesn't know how to deal with it, so he shifts into a Lechman's power to try to thunderbeam its eye. But remembering what happened with Roll earlier, he kind of backs down, just shooting at it with his Mega Buster. Now, there is actually a reason why they did this, and it's really funny. So in Mega Man 1... Yellow Devil is a ridiculously hard fight because you can only hit the eye for a very, very, very limited amount of time. And I'm pretty sure in the NES game, only the Thunder Beam works as it's its weakness. However, there is a very well-known trick that you can do in the original version where if you use the Thunder Beam on the Yellow Devil and then mash the ever-living fuck out of the pause button, it counts the Thunder Beam as being an object for each time you pause, which means that you can effectively one-shot the Yellow Devil. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's so so the reason he doesn't use the Thunder Beam is because of that. Because they were like, eh, the, the pause trick is too easy and we can't make a joke about that. Fuck it, he fights it with the Mega Buster. Yeah, but like, it, it's one of those, like, he makes the joke without making the joke kind of things. Yeah, so little history. There are there are a lot of these little history lessons that that I that I promise I will try and impart here or there. But to get back to it, Rock is uh, fighting against the Yellow Devil. Gives him a nice shot in the eye. A uh, little overconfident. Tells you uh, there's one part of you that isn't gooey. As the Yellow Devil does its iconic reformation, building itself back up. With Rock saying that he could use some advice right now from Doctor Light, saying that he's always been there to help him. And if you've gone silent, that means Dr. Wily is blocking you out. And that he's got to do this on his own. Firing another fat shot right in the eye. Taking out the Yellow Devil. And he's moving on. Using a teleport chamber. Making his way to the iconic Mega Man boss rush. Uh, except not really, because now it's all six robots at once. Elec Man in the center declares that Mega Man made a mockery of them before, but this time it will be different. And Mega Man responds that now I've got all your weapons, and I know all of your weaknesses, and I can tear you all apart. But he grabs Elec Man's hand and says, I don't want to. Listen, 
Dr. Light built you guys to do the jobs humans can't do safely. And he built me to help me get you guys. Dr. Wily is just using you guys for evil. None of this is what any of us were meant for. This is wrong and a waste of your true potential. And he offers the six to just come back with them. No, no strings attached, no holds barred. Light will take you back and reprogram you back to your original in intentions. And Cutman seems accepting of that idea. But Elekman protests. We can't go against our programming. We have orders and we must obey. Sure, Mega Man agrees with that, but look at me. I wasn't programmed to fight, but to help. And if you come back with me, Light can reprogram you to make a world that even Wily won't refuse. So Cutman does agree and asks to cut out the fighting. But Gutsman doesn't budge. He wants to fight Mega Man just to become stronger. Like he became stronger when he fought us. And they end up just arguing about it back and forth. But Elekaman is about to take the shot in the back of Mega Man's head. Saying orders are orders as Fireman tackles him. Saying he's right. The flames of justice will not burn him. I don't even use fire. It's a metaphor. <laughs> Mega Man is in shock. Saying, don't, no, don't stop. Uh, Iceman, Bomb Man uh, get in a little fight. And they all just kind of start fucking each other up. So Mega Man says, if you're fighting each other, I guess it means I don't have to do it. And promptly dips. He moves on, climbs down a railing, but below... There isn't a floor, but rather rolls of the infamous insta-kill spikes. And, uh, thinking it as a problem, he uses the magnet weapon Light created to make a hard light floor to give himself a path forward. So, the magnet beam is one of the most broken weapons in Mega Man 1, and I believe you only get it at the end of the game. So, <laughs> if we're gonna talk about Dr. Wily's Fortress in Mega Man 1, uh, Mega Man 1 is not an easy game on the NES. It's very unforgiving, and it's very hard. It also did not sell very well, despite having a very novel concept, but... The magnet beam alleviated a lot of the issues because you can literally just bypass most of the hard jumps. So that's why Mega Man says this is the coolest weapon ever. And it never comes back. Lele. <laughs> he jumps down, finding a room with multicolored tiles, and hears Wily's voice coming over a PA system that he's fallen for his final trap. And a small saucer comes down, trapping Mega Man, saying that Light thinks that he's so smart with that variable tool system and the fancy schmancy copy chip. Well, two can play at that game. And Mega Man looks over his side, seeing a perfect copy of himself being made with a more muted color palette and red eyes, and the copy just immediately starts blasting. He form changes to Gutsman's super arm to attack, but sees the copy using the same weapon to his shock. Mega Man is using every weapon in his arsenal, with the copy responding in kind, and while he gets a reprieve by making a floor above him with the magnet weapon, he doesn't really have much options. Until the six robot masters break into the room, saying, Well, Wily ordered us to destroy a Mega Man, so robot masters attack! They barrage the copy with their respective attacks until it's just a smoldering pile. As Mega Man comes down and just asks, what? What? And Electman says, well, we were programmed to destroy one Mega Man. So mission accomplished as far as we're concerned. Unfortunately, we can't assist you in fighting Wily directly due to his programming. But between this and the spat earlier, we're kind of all out of ammo. So we couldn't help you either way. But Mega Man says that's all right and vows to defeat Wily to get them home to light. But on cue, <laughs> on cue, Wily breaks in in a giant ass mech, 
saying if you want to scrap some robots, you gotta do it yourself. And he runs from the barrage of weapons, wily taunting Mega Man that he's no more than a helper robot, Rock. You hand tools to more competent people. I could have stolen you too, but you were not worth the effort. So give it up and stop hiding to save yourself from further embarrassment. But Mega Man jumps from the hard light floor above and attacks Wily with just a constant form change, saying he's not embarrassed. I have a creator who loves and supports me, a sister who forgave me for being stupid. You had to steal robots to get Light's attention, and even after reprogramming them, you couldn't stop a lackey like me. And with a charged fire shot, the mech is destroyed. Who's embarrassed now? And Mega Man's about to take the last shot with Fireman's weapon, but he's out of ammo, and Wily kind of mocks him for that, trying to make his escape, but reverting back to base form, he jumps up to Wily's level, and with a charged shot, the escape pod is destroyed, and Wily is almost crushed in there. And he actually kind of resigns to his fate, nearly making peace with the fact that he's gonna die in there. But Mega Man reaches into the rubble, refusing to let him die. And he pulls him out, saying the cops will let you get medical attention, and as the robot masters come in, Wily orders them to destroy Mega Man. But Electman says, I, hey, I, what, what do you mean? We already did. But Bomb Man says, yeah, you know, hey, you know. That was a perfect copy, so same thing as far as their programming is concerned, huh? So, logic check made out, receivers come in, he reports, Wily was defeated, Robot Masters are in one piece, and Light says, Bravo, Rock, no. Well done, Mega Man. And now in the labs, Light and Roll celebrate the job well done, Roll running to prepare the recovery efforts for Rock and the Robot Masters, us on a monitor we see two other robot masters not yet seen. Oil Man and Time Man, saying Wily activated them for a reason. So come quickly, time is of the essence. That's the end of number four. So, guess we should talk about these two guys, huh? So, it is time to more in-depth talk about Mega Man Powered Up. Mega Man Powered Up, as we had mentioned before, remake of the first game. In addition to including the original six Robot Masters, they also included uh, two new Robot Masters to round out the more traditional uh, Series 8, where um, Mega Man 1 only has six Robot Masters, but in later entries, they, well, Mega Man 2 onwards, they would have eight. So Oil Man and Time Man were created for Powered Up. Now, something we also have to mention is that a lot of the Robot Master personalities come from Powered Up. So, Fireman being all about justice, Electman being a bit of a conniving little asshole, uh, Gutsman being the strongman, obviously that's something that's been represented in several media, Cutman being a pun-making machine... Um, and Iceman being more of a militaristic uh, commando-style grunt. So there's some interesting... Well, I don't know if I want to say interesting, but there's a, there's a bit of a unique design change going on with Oil Man in particular. All right, um, so we're going to talk about this. Okay, so look. <sighs> so for Powered Up, Oil Man looked a little... How do I say this in a way that won't get me canceled? Uh, you know, you know, you know, you know what? You know what? We're we're just gonna rip the the bandaid off. Oil Man kind of looked like a racist fucking caricature. Uh, yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, he kind of did. Japanese character designs—they didn't know what they were doing, but like that's it, it, it's a coincidence. But that's a hell of a fucking coincidence. But uh, the the Archie staff elected instead of re redesigning him to try to you know 
kind of like, you know, put a little bit of, little bit of, what's the word? A little bit of rubbing alcohol in the wound or whatever. Yeah. They just decided to avoid it entirely by putting a scarf around his mouth and nose and calling it a day, which, thank God, I'll take that. Yeah. So, Oil Man and Time Man, um, as we had mentioned before, unique characters for Powered Up. Their role in this story is interesting because this is actually where the Archie comics start to do some pretty big deviations. Now, of course, when we talk about franchises and deviations, you know, there's a lot of examples we could point to of uh, very poor deviations uh, that ended up uh, ruining the reputation of the comic for many years. But, you know, we've, we've covered enough of that. What we can say, though, is that these deviations are incredibly successful. One of the biggest problems that people have always had with the classic series is that there is sort of a lack of context around a lot of the ideas that the games present. This isn't just a problem with the classic series, by the way. This is a problem with all of the Mega Man series. <laughs> but the classic series in particular needed a lot more context. The comics are there to fill the gap. And we have original characters to boot. But we'll dive into that in a little bit. So, Mega Man issue number five, Flynn and Spaz. Not Spaz, actually. So, Flynn wrote, and we have a new writer, I think the first time in this little circle. His name is Chad Thomas. He seems like a newbie in the industry at the time. In my research, I see that he's done pencils for IDW's various TMNT series. So, he's made it. He's made his way in the industry. Good job, man. Now, we open. Mega Man is doing a bit of a a workout slash stress test with the other robot masters, seeing Gutsman lob boulders for him to destroy. And even though Mega Man was able to destroy it, lets up the ante and throws bigger boulders with broken glass in it this time. Bomb Man freaking out as well, so Mega Man asks for Bomb Man's power, and with a fist bump, Copy Chip activates, and the two lob their bombs to destroy both rocks. The other robot masters give an applause to the two, but Roll's not so impressed as they were there to clean the mess that Wily left behind, not make more of it. We were making the rubble a more manageable size. Already to boot, uh, one of the one of my favorite things uh, about reading these issues was uh, seeing the uh, reimplementation of the rehabilitated robot masters. Something that Powered Up does is that uh, if you defeat a robot master without using their weakness, which is actually a really cool concept, I like this a lot. Uh, you actually gain access to a playable campaign using that robot master. There were also some extra characters added um, on the side, but it essentially incentivizes you, hey, fight the boss in a harder way, gain a new playable character to play through the entire game again with. Hey, you know, that's that's content I can appreciate. Yeah. And Powered Up was, was like a lot better than people give it credit for. It's it's not perfect. It's it not, but like, problems. you know what? Like, I can give them credit for this. At least they tried. They also tried with uh, Maverick Hunter X. Doesn't count. Eh. Yeah, well, Maverick Hunter X is fine, but, uh, okay, when X shows up in this comic, we're gonna have a lot to say about, about, yeah, about, yeah, 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 about, yeah. about fucking Mega Man X, but, but, okay, but yes, I really like that they're using the rehabilitated robot masters and giving us glimpses into their personalities, how they feel about things, and, you know, uh, th their kind of general philosophies, you know, I, I, I'm a fan of that. Yeah. As this is all going on, Light is being interviewed about the situation. Light Labs is handling the cleanup for free, 
Not to just make amends, but also to show what the Robot Masters are supposed to be used for. But then Light is stopped by two feds, Gilbert Stern and Rosalind Krantz. Also, uh, Stern kind of looks a little bit like Gumshoe from Ace Attorney. Yeah, I was, I was going to bring like this up. a little up. bit. It's, it's, it's a little uncanny, I'm not gonna lie. But, basically, we have good cop, and we have bad cop. Uh, every time I hear a Stern talk, I think of, uh... A thick New York accent, you know. Uh, my name is Federal Agent Gilbert D. Stern, and I'm here to book your ass. So they basically accuse him of conspiring with Wiley because of just all these coincidences lining up. You guys built the Robot Masters together, and he just so happened to steal them. And you have the only robot that stopped him. Really makes you think, huh? And Light just responds, well, look, everyone deserves a second chance, even... Albert himself. His choice was to squander that. As unfortunate as it was, it was his own choice. And look, as far as Mega Man goes, that was a selfless sacrifice of his peaceful nature. Once the Wily situation is dealt with, he will return to his original function, as will the rest of the Robot Masters. And Stern... Stern's a little taken aback with uh, Light seeing the robots as human. Important point! Very important point! Stern specifically saying, you talk like robots are people. You sure you're comfortable with your little creations getting used? Now, there's a conversation later that we're going to dive more into, but this is a very, 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 very important point. Yeah, so that's where Rosalind's partner steps in. She asks Light about the inventory count. The police said that model numbers DLN 003-8 were recovered, but DLN 00A and B are still missing. Now, this is actually another deviation from the games because in Powered Up, Time Man and Oil Man were DLN 9 and 10 respectively. To your point about the Robot Masters in Mega Man 1 being only 6, technically you can fill it in as there are eight robots because they're all light numbers because uh rock is dln1 and roll is dln2 DLN the two. robot masters are of three to eight okay but what came before one right we'll there get to that to have been a pro- yeah, 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 yeah we'll get to that we'll get to that i'm, we'll just, I'm just i'm just i'm just fucking i'm just i'm just being we're, 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 we have threads 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 just just keep that in the back of your mind but yeah basically light response saying those two were still in experimental stages by the time of the unveiling, and had been left in Albert's care. I'm afraid I don't know where they are. And I doubt Albert is being cooperative. We cut to the county jail. A small flyer robot heads in, uh, sneaking through and reaching Dr. Wiley, saying, Good, your being here means everything is going according to plan. Tell him I'll be moved at 2 p.m. precisely, and then I'm making one small adjustment to the plan. We'll need a diversion. So, in the recovery zone, Light mentions that he wants to make peace with Wily when he and Rock join the escort. But Rosalind mentions that, you know, you really deserve better friends than him. But Stern, though, is still not convinced of his little conspiracy he made up in his head, as Light insists he only made his robots for peace, and I seek tranquility. As we then see a large explosion, a roll screaming, Rock, Light, I will tear you down to your servos, because her hair caught fire and blames Rock for it. Fireman comes in to take the blame, Iceman puts out the remaining part of it, 
but she's not accepting any of it. And she runs to light to tell on him. Sisters, huh? Am I right, fellas? Yeah, a little. Yeah, telltale. Come on, roll. That's this kind of cringe, bro. That's kind of cringe. She's not accepting Rock's apologies, and Light kind of just dismisses it. It's time to go to the convoy anyway. So, Roll, can you go pick up tonight's groceries and just wait for us at the lab? Yeah, okay. Rock is still being apologetic, but Light says, Hey, look, I know we really need to be going to the escort now. As Stern just walks away with the whole I'm watching you beat. Super duper important conversation because so so let's let's we're going to go through it. OK, we're going to go through it. They're in the police escort. Rock and light. Rock is talking. So after we help move Dr. Wiley from the prison to the federal facility, can I go back to being Rock? You, that's right. You've done more than enough as Mega Man. So why are we taking Dr. Wiley to the new prison? What'll happen to him? Like the parameters of your coding, humans have rules to help make their society function. When you break the big rules, you are put in prison. In Albert's case, he'll be held there for a long time. Oh, so it's a place for localized errors. Well, something like that, yes. Do the people in prison get reprogrammed so they're safe again? Some can be rehabilitated, but you can't simply reprogram people. Oh, that's, that's too bad. Quite the opposite. Our free will allows us to dream, to innovate, and to aspire to create things greater than ourselves. It's a freedom unlike anything else in the world. To which Rock responds, I and the Robot Masters can make choices. Does that mean we have free will like humans? To which Light responds, I'm afraid not, my boy. A dejected Rock simply saying, oh. You're all autonomous and capable of a wide range of human-like emotions and decision-making abilities but you're all still ruled by your code. One day, though, I hope to capture the X Factor and build a robot with a true free will of its own. Remember what we were saying about threads? You know, here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another really, really, really important one. I think that um, the beauty of this conversation is that obviously, well, okay, first of all, uh, Dr. Light, why are you being sympathetic towards the, the, the United States prison complex system? <laughs> um and second you know i i i do like that light's approach isn't necessarily well he just deserves to be in jail forever it's no people can be rehabilitated and people can change everyone deserves that second chance even if they're a horrible person people can change right i like the fact that that one of light's first initial responses to the question that rock asks is yeah i mean look you're bound by your programming but I want to give you that free will. I want you to be able to make those choices because, well, you guys are just like us, except mechanical. And it's one of the core themes of the series, as we had mentioned before. And I do like this little conversation. It's it's very cute, and I think it says a lot about who Light is as a person. It kind of it shows that at the end of the day, even if Wiley is a monster, he's still at the end of the day says he still deserves some humanity. And that exactly. that shows principle and character. Yep, it is something that is something that several um, of Light's creations uh, carry over into the future, and uh, it's it's interesting. It's very interesting. So, with that conversation being done, they arrive wily about to be moved into federal prison. As he sees Light and Mega Man kind of mocking them, Light only saying, "Albert, just cooperate with the authorities. Make this easier on yourself." His response, the only authority I care about is my own, and I'll demonstrate how to put on a real show. And en route, on the highway, 
A lone Sniper Joe model shoots at the cop cars and starts a standoff. Mega Man shoots at it as it jumps down and the two are about to fight it off as time stops. Coming in, Time Man, moving through the frozen time, breaking into the truck holding Wily, grabbing him and moving on. As time moves again, Mega Man bashes the robot with its own shield and shoots him down. Now, Rosalind was impressed with his abilities, but they then learn about Wily's disappearance. Light didn't see anything, nor did anyone else for that matter. And Stern, thinking that this is just another coincidence, accuses Light and Rock of helping him escape, set up an ambush, put on a show while Wily snuck away. Meanwhile, Roll comes back home with the groceries as she goes to turn the knob, but sees that her hand was covered in oil, thinking she ruptured a joint. But behind her, someone with an arm pistol says, This is my calling card. Daddy, Ni- Daddy Light never showed you my file, I take it. No matter, you can just come along quietly, or I can take you to Wiley in pieces. And that's the end of number five. All right, we are moving on to number six. Flynn and Thomas, once again, the creative team. So, Stern continues to insist Light is collaborating with Wiley, but Light says this is not the case. Well, Rosalind cuts the both of them off. There's no evidence to support either side, so why don't we just focus on finding Wiley? How about that? Rock offers to help the search efforts, but Stern refuses, saying that this will be handled by the real authorities with real manpower. Capiche? And while Rock agrees to this, Light does offer something. He turns himself in to remove himself from the situation and to prove that neither he or Mega Man had anything to do with the situation. And Rock protests this, but he insists, I am innocent and justice will prove its course. And Stern cuffs him, saying... You know, after all, under all that fluff, you've got some harder stuff under there. Respect that. Kind of, kind of based that that he that he that he doesn't just say some like fuck shit. He's just like, you know what? That's pretty ballsy. I fuck with you. So Light tells Rock, "Go home. The feds will keep an eye on me. This will all be cleared up soon." So Rock teleports home to find the place covered in oil, but with a note saying that Roll has been kidnapped, and if you want her back. You will not contact the authorities and won't send that lab robot with a cannon strapped to it. Once I've escaped, I'll contact you. This is your only warning. AWW. While Rock is empowered to act, he doesn't know what to do or where to go and falls to his knees. Meanwhile, we see Wily and Time Man in a shoddy factory. Wily gets his clothes back, happy to get them, but the facility is still a mess. And Time Man apologizes. The place would have been better situated if I wasn't delayed by Oil Man, who comes in with Roll in his arms. And Time Man complains that I had to revise my timetable several times to account for the margin of error Oil Man creates. But Oil Man just kind of rings one of the uh, knobs on his head, saying, you're wound up a bit too tight. Relax before you blow a circuit. And Time Man grabs Oil Man by the scarf, takes that as a bit of a challenge. But Wily bashes both their heads, and Roll is now being told she's a hostage in the situation. Light and Rock are still being grilled by the cops over my escape, so when they find the note, they will know better than to oppose me. So, Time Man and Oil Man start prepping the escape shuttle, and Roll just asks, who are these two guys? Uh, Dr. Light only made six robot masters. And Wally said, yeah, this is true, but those two have extremely complex AI and machinery, so they weren't ready for the presentation. So I worked on them without Light knowing, so they are loyal to me and me alone. Meanwhile, at the cleanup site, the Robot Masters are still just fucking around. Bomb Man setting a charge to launch a boulder for Gutsman to hit like a baseball, but Mega Man shoots a charge shot to destroy for their attention. Boys, we got a problem. So he explains to them. Elec Man figures that Rock shouldn't go into this alone, 
but we have our orders and we can't just abandon the cleanup efforts. So Rock offers, why don't we just split up to do both? Cutman and Iceman offer to go look with Rock to look for Roll. They arrive to Wily's abandoned fortress. Fireman telling them that criminals always return to the scene of the crime. Rock just tells them not to worry about it. I made it through myself, so it'll be a breeze with three of us. And they fight their way through, including finding a bunch of still active flea robots. Then they come across where they fought the copy robot's room. <laughs> Good times, huh? Good times. Uh, Cutman and Iceman still uh, find the intact helmet of the copy robot and both want to wear it and fight over it. But Mega Man calls for them. Hey guys, there's a hole in the wall. Where does this go? I don't know. We, we were just kind of activated here. It's not like Wily gave us a tour. So Mega Man just thinks it's a passageway under the factory. It's suspicious enough, so they dive in. And they land, wake up some sleeping guard robots, and just start blasting. And when they make a run for it, they fall into another deeper crevice. And now they're lost, and can't teleport the back the way they came in. But again, Mega Man calls. Hey, do you guys hear something? And with a rumble behind them, turns out to be a torrent of water catching them. Iceman able to make a shield, but the water is just too strong for it. And breaks through, with Iceman out of ammo... They are forced into another room, completely submerged. And so Iceman and Cutman argue over the situation, but again, Mega Man calls their attention to something that doesn't exactly look very friendly. A uh, kind of drone robot encased in glass, staring at them very intently. That's the end of number six. Good. Another good, another good issue. I mean, I don't... We're, we're I, rolling on. We are rolling. Yeah, we're rolling. Rock we're and rolling. roll. <laughs> we have funny. Uh, we're funny. Mega Man number seven, Flynn and Thomas, the creative team. So Mega Man is fighting this thing head on, and with some shots, he's able to cut through its bubble. It runs off into a hole, Cutman taking this thing as it running away, but it comes back into another uh, entrance behind him and hits him square in the back. And it generates more robots that look like itself as little bombs. And when it explodes, he tells Iceman and Cutman, get into position. I got an idea. So when it comes around once more, Iceman, freeze the mini-bombs. Cutman, rolling cut the main one's shield. As he says, it's slice to meet you. And with it open, Mega Man takes one charged shot and takes it out. So with that water, you know, being cleared out, Rock sees that this was a unit called CWU-101P. This was supposed to purify the water system until Wily weaponized it. Then the floor under them glows, shoots them up, and back into the copy robot's room. Rock is still upset that they haven't really learned anything. Roll is still kidnapped. Light is still in custody. Nothing changed. But Iceman cheers him up. We'll rescue Roll and Light. And Cutman says to relax. Let's just regroup with the other robot masters for now. And when they teleport away, a spy drone was watching all of them, saying he was supposed to figure out the hiding place from the note. But I didn't expect Light to turn himself in. Uh, no matter. The Robot Masters will come together as planned and will come to rescue the hostage. And the minion should have been uh, finishing the double blind as he sees them uh, fucking around. What are they doing seeing Oil Man and Time Man now fighting over the cameras? Meanwhile, in downtown, Elect Man sets up the lights for the night work as the three teleport in. They have nothing to show for it. But Rock still says he has no idea where to look. Until the voice of Rosalind Kranz calls them saying, I think I might be able to help. After jumping down, doing a lot of showy backflips coming down to the hole, she mentions that Light got worried when Rock never checked in, and Light asked me to go to the labs to check in, and I found the letter. So, with her mentioning that she is of the opinion, uh, Wiley is acting on his own accord. 
So, Mega Man, can you patch into my cell phone and report on what we found? We then move to their office. Stern picks up the call, lights inside with him, and Mega Man just simply says what they know. There was oil at the scene of the kidnapping as well. And with that comment, Light mentions that one of the missing robot masters was for oil spill management, and the other one was for time manipulation. With them active and Wily gone, that could explain that. And they were tested in a workshop, by the way, that's been retired, so maybe that's where Wily is? Krantz requests a pickup, so she's good on the backup, though. On the way, Elecman suggests that Rock should copy all their weapons again, you know, just in case. But he's still a little hesitant to do so, but Elecman assures him, we're doing this all to rescue Roll, so do it for her, and for Dr. Light. With that, he agrees, and they all arrive to the warehouse. A skull painted with oil, and they break in. Cutman, Iceman, and Fireman are shown, but we see Fireman stopped by Time Man, and his disappearance is noticed by Iceman, and upon Cutman seeing oil that he's stepping in, are caught by him. Gutsman is distracted by a scarf in the corner of his eye, but he's frozen again by Time Man. All that's left are Krantz, Mega Man, Elecman, and Bomb Man. They check that their coast is clear, but see that the others aren't behind them. So Elecman and Bomb Man offer to split up. Mega Man, you should stay with Krantz to protect her. Bomb Man separately mentions that he didn't hear the others go down. He and Elecman are stopped on their path by Time Man, but Elecman's discharge seems to resist Time Man's time slow ability. But he's dropped on by Oil Man. As he mentions, let's apply these last two chips. Meanwhile, Krantz and Mega Man find Wily with Roll. Her saying, get away, it's a trap, both demanding Wily surrender. And he, on his UFO, refuses, sending an Oil Man and Time Man to handle them. And despite Oil Man creating a slippery surface, Mega Man holds firm and shoots both Oil Man and Time Man down. Oil Man kind of impressed that Rock was able to use his weapon against him without copying it. And as he gets through, he offers to take them back to light so we can fix them, like I fixed the other Robot Masters. As a rolling cutter hits Mega Man over the head and realizes what happened here. Wily's voice saying, they don't need fixing, Mega Man. They're programmed to serve me, just like all the other Robot Masters. Seeing all six Robot Masters on Wily's side once more. That's the end of number seven. Uh, it's just looking like a big old powered up bonanza, because you got all eight robot masks. Powered up, ha, funny. Uh, Mega Man number eight, the last one we've got for today. Flynn and Thomas again, the creative team. So with the robot masters under Wily's control once more, you all played your parts perfectly. So Rock, just surrender and save yourself from the scrap heap, huh? Well, that's Mega Man to you, and I'll never give up. And then he tells Krantz he's got a plan. I've already copied the other Robot Master's weapons. I think I can distract them long enough for you to rescue Roll. But she doesn't like those odds. You think you could do it? He second guesses. He sees what happens when it's a six-on-one fight. But I'm the only one who can do anything, so please just save Roll. And Wily makes the call. Destroy him. So the last ask for Krantz, make sure that Roll is safe and Light is cleared of wrongdoing. He makes the call, and Krantz makes a run for it chaining into Iceman's form and freezes the Robot Masters in place. But Oil Man breaks free and shoots him, and form changing into Fireman's power is about to shoot down Oil Man, but Time Man freezes him. And with his time power about to hit, Mega Man is freed of the stasis and dodges Time Man's kunai that he made from his time energy, weird thing. Elect Man turning around, noting that you must have forgotten about my power being resistant to yours. So, Guts Man, do the honors. He comes in to deck Time Man, calling it punching the clock, of course. Ha! Classic. 
So Mega Man is a little confused. And Cutman says that Wily tried to reprogram all of us, but we just played it along to set up an ambush. Uh, Elecman says that after last time, Dr. Light made sure we were tamper-proof. Time Man's about to take a hit on Gutsman, but is uh, cut short by Cutman, to which he responds, you're not funny. I disagree. I think he's very funny. Anyway, Oil Man, re- <laughs> Oil Man retorts, this isn't funny at all. He's getting attacked by Iceman and Bomb Man. But Krantz is able to free roll as Wily activates a drone laser to fire at them. But Krantz is able to shoot it down to Wily's dismay. And Time Man stops Cutman mid-throw. Elect Man shorts him out. Oil Man kicks Bomb Man in the face. Fire Man douses him in fire. There's a lot going on here. So, Rock comes in to check on Roll. Thankfully, the Robot Masters are doing fine on their own, so we don't need to use the copy powers. So, go stop Wily while they're busy, why don't ya? While he goes to shoot down Wily's ship, climbs aboard, the Robot Masters are remarkable, some of which especially so, Wily says. But Mega Man shouts at him, Shut up, you're under arrest. But Krantz tells him to stop. Look, it's just a decoy. She fakes her hand through Wily's body, showing it's a hologram. But he says, don't look glum. I wouldn't have expected you guys to figure out I am a genius after all. Oil Man and Time Man, now in surrender, boast about how they got got. That saucer isn't even active. It's just a hologram projector with a turret. There's not even an engine in there. Fucking idiots. Mega Man, enraged, puts on the guts arm to destroy the saucer, but Krantz holds him back. That's evidence we need to clear Dr. Light. At the very least, day is saved, roll is secure, so Krantz calls into base to get a cleanup crew and some inhibitor callers. A transport van comes in to take Time Man and Oil Man, saying that once Light is cleared, they'll be taken to Light Labs to be reprogrammed for good. Stern coming in to say that that'll be happening sooner rather than later. Light's been cleared of suspicion. As he comes in to hug Rock, asking what's happening to Roll. Oh, she's inside, helping the guys organize the evidence. And he mentions to Stern, Hey, after all this, do you still trust me and Light? No. But you did good today, kid. Later, Light and Rock and Roll are reprogramming Time Man and Oil Man. Rock is happy to be working to his original function again, but Light says with Wily on the loose, you may have to don that blue armor once more. But Rock knows, and he's okay with that, but still feels bad he's leaving Light shorthanded at the lab. Ah, well, don't worry about that. I can build more helper robots, and I'm sure Otto won't mind splitting time between here and the shop. And Light even says he needs extra help. He's got a number of ideas for devices and support units should Wily rear his ugly head. Roll worries though this means that they might become obsolete, but Light assures them, you two are my children and I would never replace you. As they, you know, hug it out. In the window above, we see somebody with a pompadour and a yellow scarf looking in without their knowledge. Feels bad, man. Feels bad, man. This is this is some fuck shit in context. Oh, oh, it's so fucked. Okay, but meanwhile, Wily, plotting, thinking, preparing. Well played, Thomas. You've yet again robbed me of my glory. I should have been top of our class. I should have been on that stage, unveiling my robot masters. I should have the world in the palm of my hand. And I should be ruling it from this castle, not using it as a hideout. Keep your robot masters. They were flawed by your input anyways. I will build better ones. The powers you invented, I will perfect. I will push the limitations of robots beyond what you could ever dream. I'll be sure to account for your precious Mega Man this time. 
It's time to see who the real genius is, Thomas, and put our robot masters to the test. Full page spread of the iconic Mega Man 2 Robot Master crew. And that's it. That's the end of Mega Man number eight. That's all the comics we've got for you today. And God damn, what what a start. Like, let's just talk about that. This was a fantastic start to the series as a whole, really showing the love to the franchise and a nice teaser at the end for the next episode. Yep. Uh, we have we have some interesting stuff to cover next episode as uh, Mega Man 2 is arguably the most popular game in the entire franchise besides X. Yeah, so. it's it, it's really funny when you think about it like that because you have Mega Man 1, a very solid first entry to the game or to the series. Then you have Mega Man 2, which is the most iconic, most beloved Mega Man entry. And then the boys at Capcom were like, yo, let's just keep making games, <laughs> which I guess that's understandable. But like, think about it like this. You get then you get to Mega Man 3, which is like, like, it's good. It's a good follow up. Then you get to Mega Man 4, which is like, OK, all right, I, I get it. No, wait, 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 wait. We don't talk shit about Mega Man 4 in this house. Mega Man 4 is a good ass game. Oh, no, like, I'm not doubting that. It's just like put it all into perspective here. It's that you have so many games that just keep on going from what is arguably the pinnacle of the series. It's just like, what? Uh, you guys good? You, you stop? No, you're not stopping? All right. Whatever you say, guys. Then you get to like Mega Man 8. It's just like you already have a sequel series running on the same console. What is this? What are you guys doing? Are you guys okay? What, what, Blink twice. What is happening? What is happening? What is happening? What is happening? I mean, this is just Capcom at, at this time. It was insanity. It really was. But yeah, fantastic introduction to the series. Fellas, do I have to say it? I, I think this is like, in terms of quality, already this is surpassing the Sonic comics. Yeah, there's so much effort and love and like, like really like super coherent writing here. Has some good jokes, has very thought out plots and little threads here and there that they're clearly setting up. It's, it's really good. It's really good. And if the quality of the series is consistent, I welcome it 100%. So join us next time for the next episode. And you know what? Fuck it. I think I'm going to release this for free on the schedule as just sort of like a, a teaser. So for you guys listening on YouTube, if you want to uh, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash sonicspeed, you'll be getting this series fully, lowest $2 a month. And uh, honestly, with the way the schedule is set up, episode two or probably even three will be out by this point. So, hey, if you are just itching to know what happens next, patreon.com slash sonicspeed. We will see you next time for some more Mega Man and uh, more Sonic comics. Yeah, see you.